Testing one, two. Testing one, two. Testing one, two, three, and we are a go. Welcome to another episode of the Lonely Heart Sports Podcast. This week, we are just going to shoot the shit about what's happening in European soccer. We're going to talk some Premier League. We're going to talk some Champions League, Europa League. Just going hit, to hit around and see what's going on around the grounds there. Um, honestly, I'll just begin with um, action from... I'll just begin uh, with last weekend, last Sunday, probably this quote-unquote Super Bowl of the Premier League. Biggest game probably in the Premier League this de- of the decade so far between Man- defending league champs Manchester City and Liverpool, their biggest rival at the moment, right? And Premier League is as close as it can get right now. The City only leave Liverpool by a point. Liverpool kind of just came from the dead. Everybody was declaring City a win- the winner of the league at Christmas. Along but- with us. Along with us, exactly. We were, we were. I, I'll admit, like we thought, we thought the league was over. But the thing is, though, is like Liverpool. Well, I mean, good for you here as a Liverpool fan. Your your club just clawed their way back to a point within a point within the lead of the table. And I mean, my thought process is, is like, hey, as a United fan, I fucking hate to see this. <laughs> Two biggest rivals going at it. For the title when we're in fucking seventh. But the thing is, though, is like as a neutral, as a football fan, I'm actually glad the best league in the world actually has a title race. Once again, because the thing is, though, is like, let's be honest. If there's no exciting storyline in the league, I don't know about you, but I'm just not going to give a fuck. <laughs> I know. I agree. Like if there's no it's not fun when there isn't a title race. I mean, we saw it with what city what was it two years ago when they no last was the last season that they had to run away yeah it was last season they had the runaway title yeah um, don't yeah last season they had the runaway 2018 when they had the runaway the 100 point yeah. season that was we kind of the covid year liverpool had a runaway it was like we haven't seen this really since um 2019 yeah 2019 when liverpool finished second on because both oh, them and City won on the last day when we needed City to lose or draw. Yeah. yeah. And that was really the last time we saw like a nice title race because the last two years have just been Liverpool and City. And now this year, like you said, we, everyone just kind of claimed City was the champions come Christmas time. And then all of a sudden, Liverpool just happened come the new year, really just found really at the start of December, I would say, just kind of found their form and haven't lost since then. I mean, we've only drawn or won. I mean, the last loss we had was against some um, West Ham and like the be right as actually in the beginning of November was the last time that we lost again, or excuse me, Leicester, we lost to Leicester, but really after that, like Liverpool just kind of been on a tear, just blowing teams out. Then comes Sunday when we play Man City, it was a great game. I mean, City got on the board very fast. They scored in the first three minutes of the game, and Liverpool answered within the next ten minutes. And it was just go like it was off to the races at that point. And it was a fun ma- match to watch, especially like, being 
not even talking as a Liverpool fan, just as you're a soccer fan, this was one of, like you said, one of the biggest games that we've had in a long time in the Premier League. And we not just did, in the Premier League, probably in like world soccer in general, honestly. Yeah. And now we get to see City again come this Saturday in the uh, FA Cup semifinals. And then who knows with this rivalry right now, we might get to see Liverpool City in a Champions League final as well. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, though, is like when we take a look at the matchup between these two teams, like they play against each other so well. I mean, um, Klopp and Guardiola just happen to get a they, – they just happen to know the, ta- the tactics, how to prepare against one another very well. And it goes it, – it's more along the lines of it goes again for their time against each other as rivals in the Bundesliga when Guardiola was coaching for Bayern Munich and Klopp was coaching for Borussia Dortmund. Um, so the thought process there is like these two managers know them they, each other very well. They – have the same they're both eight and eight, they both have eight wins and eight losses against each other and there are six draws at six or seven draws against each other as well and they're all and in, in their meetings head to head all time and it, it helps too with both these managers have always when they have played against each other had quality teams yes this is very true they've had quality teams they've had they they've had players that have been able to live up to the intensity of the matches not just for Liverpool and City, but also for Bayern and Dortmund too. It, I, I guess, I, I guess you know that we as soccer fans kind of just have felt lucky to be in an era where two great managers have had a quality of player, have had quality players in two different leagues at some point, and they've just been able to build some sort of quote unquote rivalry between the two, even though both managers have a mutual respect for one another. Now I will say about the game, like it, it, it was a very entertaining game to watch and I'm going to be completely honest. It was the only game I watched th- during the weekend. Honestly, I did not watch any games on Saturday. I was out and about on um, Sunday. I did not. Wa- I, I've thought about watching before, like a game before, the Liverpool Man City game, but I'm like, you know what? No, I'm not watching Norwich and Burnley. I would rather watch Paint Right. That's less depressing. Um, but the game itself, great attacking football. Um, both teams played to each other's weaknesses. It was like, it was like watching human chess. Like, 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 you had like the chess players, the tacticians, Klopp and Guardiola figure out like they were figuring out each other's moves before like before the uh, before the other made the move like you knew they knew almost exactly what, what was going to happen for the most part and it and the thing is though is like even though that was the case there we still had four goals in the game we had four we it was a 2-2 draw probably could have been a 3-2 win in, in city's favor at the end there but mara's decided to somehow you know, just send it into the moon again, just like he did back in like what, 2019, 2018, 2019. When did he sky the penalty? Uh, sky penalty, wasn't that? That was 2020. Yeah, that was, I was to say, that was last year when he skied the penalty. 2020, it was. I thought it was before that. See, time flies so fast. I feel like it's, it time flies by so much. It's not even funny. I mean, both clubs have, see, both clubs have had their share of intriguing matches against each other. I mean, like going back to, going like back four- to the 2018, just the Champions League, the 
Not even that. Going back to 2017, when Mane got when Mane got the red card and they ended up losing like five nil the city. I mean, that was kind of like where you saw like where the intensity was going to be. But yes, 2018 Champions League got tied. Just it goes to be just that blowout that when they came to Anfield for that first leg and just how Liverpool came out and kind of just punched City in the mouth that game right away. And that was a game actually you never really got to see Guardiola respond to what Klopp did because that was felt like that game was all. Was all uh, liver that game was all Liverpool. That and game then, was all Liverpool. And then you go back. I think it was two years ago. The twenty, the twenty. Uh, no, this this was the twenty eighteen uh, season when they had that game right around Christmas time. Uh, Liverpool and City, and we were talking about it that again being the biggest game of the season, and that um, that goal line clearance off Salah's shot would f- f- cause Liverpool to lose that game. Um, I think it was two to one because a shot got cleared right off the goal line. If you remember that by John Stones, yeah, the yeah. 2019 season, I remember that too. And then, and, and then the thing is though, is like Liverpool had already had the title clinched, and they played City like what the following week or whatever. Yeah, we and, had just clinched the title. Then we had to City had to give us the guard of honor because that's and then the they just and then we and should have Yeah, like, well, you should have bet because you didn't care, and then they just like beat the shit out of you like four to one, yeah. but like. But the thing is, though, is like in those, uh, in those, uh, like in those circumstances, there, like I guess it really didn't matter at that point. But the players were it, still hung over from the celebrations. Exactly, but in this moment here, like you practically like saw, like as mentioned, you saw the intensity there, and as a new and and as a neutral, something glorious to see. Like I said, it was like human chess. Um, but the thing is, though, is the tactics and everything. It's kind of like watching. It's like watching an artist like draw on a canvas, I should say. Like with what they were do, like with what the like with what the players were able to do, it's something that me as a Manchester United fan has been has has it still continues to hope will happen for the club one day, with just the, ba- just basic passing, precision passing, the overlapping runs, the, you know, just the overall pressing fluidity. Uh, creating chances on both sides of the ball. It was beautiful art in human form, masters of their own game. It, like fucking amazing. Um, Is it safe to say these are the best two teams in the world? Probably. I've, I've been saying that how long now though? Yeah. It's just, I mean, no other league really compares. I mean, I, I really don't think come when Real have to play City, I don't think Real has that quality like they used to, like we're used to seeing from like Real teams in the past. Exactly. I think I, I think La Liga's kind of like taking this step back now, whereas now you get Liverpool and City just kind of stepping up and becoming that new Barcelona-Real Madrid rivalry. I think it, it kind of, not, not in terms of like the history with it, with everything you see in El Clasico, but like you're kind of seeing like these are the two best teams in the world. Every time they play, you're gonna get a great game. Exactly, exactly. Me as a Manchester United fan, I'm watching this game. I'm watching the first 15 minutes of the game with how everybody is like with how how City's players are pressing Allison, how Liverpool's players are pressing Ederson, how um how like how the defense is just like you know how. How, how the defense is just pressing up against and pressuring mid, the midfield. And so it like helps that bigger. both of these managers love, like both of these managers kind of like r- like to run the same type of tactics where it's, we're all we're going to do all game is just control the ball and just break you down. It's We're not going to make any unnecessary moves. It's, we're going to pass the ball around until we have what we want. 
and that's what we get with these two teams. So that's why it's fun. Like when both of them play each other, it's like they're using basically using each other's tactics against each other. And it's kind of like, all right, who's just going to be at the end of the day? It's just who's going to be better today. Well, that's, yeah, that's exactly it there. No, no, there are not a lot of teams that not a lot of teams that are able to compete with that. Like I said, I, me being a Man United fan, if I was watching Man United play in this play, play a type of game like they had played, fuck, half the squad would be fucking on the ground collapsing, gasping for air, needing oxygen because they just can't because because they're just lazy fucks. It, it, it is amazing how much these two teams like I, I know I'm going to sound just like a Liverpool fan trying to like hype us up, but it goes for City as well, just. These players play like a long season and Liverpool really don't like to change their squad up that much. I, I don't Pep know. Pep doesn't either. I was going to say, I don't think Pep does either. And so it's like, you see these players every single game, you have your four, like you see Salah always dropping back when needed to. You see our, the right and left backs always pushing up into the play and still getting back to play defense. It's like, how do they do this? Like, let alone a full game, but for a whole season, it's like, you look at like other teams, like whenever you watch other like Premier League teams play, you can see that just that quality of play. Like, I'm sorry that like this to say this, but like, like United's and like teams that are supposed to be top four just don't have this quality that these two teams have. Well, that's what I'm saying right there. I, like I said, like if I was, if Manchester United, Chelsea, Tottenham, Arsenal, like if the other so-called quote unquote top six were trying to have the same style of play as Liverpool and Manchester City, 90% of those players would be on the ground and needing oxygen, probably gasping for air because of the lack of because of the lack of quality that they bring to the like the pitch. And I'm not and I'm not trying to say like and the thing is though, it's like, yeah, I'm a United fan. I don't want to talk bad about the club I support, but Fuck no. They they can't play that type of game against Liverpool. They can't play that type of game against Man City. They can't fuck they can't even play I don't think I don't think the rest of the top six would be able to play a game like that against fucking Burnley. That's how bad the quality of the rest of the, that's how bad the quality of the rest of the top four are, in my opinion. I don't care that Chelsea's in third. I don't care that Tottenham is jumping up to fourth. They they lack the quality that Liverpool and Man City have been bringing to the table for the past few seasons going back to that 20 going back to 2017-18 season when City won the domestic trouble when Liverpool uh when Liverpool made the Champions League final um no and we, I, you, with, with Chelsea you get another world-class manager in Tuchel but it's like the I don't know if it was the quality of players aren't there or what it is but like they have a top tier manager there and they just can't compete, kind of, with what these two teams are doing. Chelsea's tactics kind of annoy, have kind of annoyed me there. And I'll go into the Champions League. Ma- I'll go into the champ. Look at the Champions League matchup against Real Madrid right now for this, because. And before I do that, I made a mistake. I was talking about the eighteen nineteen season when Liverpool won the Champions League and City got the domestic trouble. By the way, not seventeen eighteen. Seventeen eighteen was the Centurion season, yeah. and. Who lost to Madrid? Who lost but, to Madrid? In a, in a game, if Charles didn't get hurt, I would say we should have seven. But you that, that's should, but the thing is, uh, you have a chance to get seven still. But looking at the Champions League like this week here, like the quarterfinal, the quarterfinals from what I was watching, Chelsea. How the fuck do you bottle a lead like that? I mean, I understand <laughs> you're on the road in Madrid. But you fucking bottled a lead like that. I mean, they, they like, f- 
fuck's sake? I mean, because I, the players, the moment was too big for them. I mean, this probably has nothing to do with it. This is just but me the making. But you, you, the you, see, too big for them? you see them like in in the Bernabeu, all the players taking pictures before the games, like and like in awe of the Bernabeu, and that's what I mean. Like that, clearly, like I'm joking, but. But yeah, no, they they had facial expressions like I you I know that you're kind of joking there, but they had facial expressions. It's like wow, this is like what a real stadium looks like. And my thought process is like you're the fucking reigning champions of Europe, like you're not a terrible you're not a terrible team here. You have like one of the best tactically minded coaches in European football, and you completely capitulate, completely capitulate. I. Like, when they went into, like, when Benzema scored that goal to make it 5-4 on aggregate in favor of Madrid, Marcus Alonso was nowhere to be found on that goal. I don't understand why the fuck Jorginho was brought on when they when they need a goal. The, thir- the so-called third-best player in the world, and he's fucked. And they were playing for the draw. They were playing for penalties. And then they somehow fucked it up and let Madrid score to make it 5-4 on aggregate. And then they just completely capitulated. And then they try to go on the attack. And the thing is, though, is like when you try to go on the attack in panic mode, you're not going to get anything happening for you. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but Chelsea kind of, I felt like, dominated most of this game. Like, this was, it looked for like a while like Chelsea was going to go through. Yes, it did. And then all of a sudden, like, Madrid had three moments of magic. Yeah. Four moments of magic, I should say. Yeah, it's like they just – this was on Chelsea. Like they, it, it seemed like this was like just a collapse on them more than Real being anything special. I, I just felt like more it was a collapse by Chelsea. Well, yeah, I'm not wrong there. I mean, like I said, like Chelsea – Chelsea, Chelsea like wasn't – Chelsea like was – up like Chelsea was up like five. I'm sorry, Real didn't score a third goal. They scored the second in um uh they scored the second in extra time. But I mean Chelsea took like that three 0 lead in the game, and they had like that four three lead on aggregate. Like Real Madrid was capitulating, then Chelsea capitulated. And the thing is though is like looking at the teams here, like it in a in a way, but when. When like when Rodrigo scored in the 80th minute there for Real Madrid to make it 4-4 on aggregate, I thought to myself, all right, okay. I feel like if Real Madrid somehow found a way to get a second goal here to make it 5-4, like Chelsea's, pro- Chelsea's just going to – like Chelsea's done for it no matter what. It's just a matter of when Real Madrid was going to get that second goal to make it 5-4 on aggregate. Because I, I, I just felt like looking at them like they were stunned. It's like, oh fuck, what do we do now? And I'm thought to myself, like Tuchel, like you gotta get something going here. But the thing is, though, is like, I like I was watching Chelsea, and they kind of reminded me about how inconsistent they've been in the Premier League this season. Like that type of form hit, like like how they lost to Brentford a couple weeks ago, losing four losing four to one or four nil like that. Remember, at home. Yeah. Um. I, where does, hmm, you continue, I'm trying to, I'm trying to collect my words here to try to think what I want to say. Well, I, I mean, my thought process here is like, 
I mean, my thought process here is like, we know who the Champions League semifinalists are now because the quarterfinals are done. Um, big surprise, obviously, being Villarreal and, and not Bayern Munich going to the Champions League semifinal. But the thing Very is, happy about that. I, yeah, I know you are. Even uh, though Villa now, like, I kind of look at them like as sort of an issue because, I mean, you've got Spurs, Rejects, FC playing Liverpool. Like, Liverpool has, like, four former Tottenham. I mean, Villarreal has four former Tottenham players playing for them right now. Well, they just went, they just went toe-to-toe with one of the biggest clubs in Europe and by beating Byron 2-1 to on aggregate. And then you look back at before, they I get Juventus isn't what Juventus used to be by any means, but they beat them 4-1 to on aggregate. Villarreal is no no joke. That's, on that's why, like I like I joke and say I just, I'm happy about this draw, but it's like I look at them. I'm like they beat two pretty quality teams. Yeah, no, I mean they beat two quality teams, and the thing is though is like they knocked Bayern out of of the Champions League like in their own stadium. Like they like normally like when Bayern like has the home leg, like in the home leg, the return leg, practically. The tie is over practically, exactly. But Villarreal just honestly, like, walked in. They did the exact opposite of what Chelsea did. Like, they walked in. They meant business. They conceded a goal. But the thing is, though, is they didn't lose their ground. It was a bend, don't break. Being one, They were losing the game but not losing the tie. So they were bending, not breaking. But took an 88th-minute goal to, find, to get the breakthrough that they needed for aggregate. But the thing is, though, is here we are talking about Villarreal in a in, in not a miraculous run, I would say, but a surprising run nonetheless to a Champions League semifinal where they're facing a European powerhouse in Liverpool. And we're talking about like instead of talking about a dream matchup between between multiple Champions League winners here, we're talking about a matchup that like couldn't like. We don't know. Could it happen? Could an upset be on the cards? But the thing is, though, is like when you look at like when you look at how Villarreal got there, like I'm not going to say they're a pushover. I'm not going to say they're going to win either. They could potentially give Liverpool some. They could give Liverpool like some threat. But the thing is, though, is like and to what extent, though? I mean, yeah, we just did talk about Liverpool's quality, and you kind of look at this Villarreal team like, like you said, yeah, they're it's spectacular what they have done. But you kind of look at it, it's like, well, what what could this team actually do to make this Liverpool team nervous? It's like maybe if you get um, if you get off to a quick start, because I think the first leg is first leg in Villa. First leg is in Liverpool at Anfield. Okay, that's promise for them because we all know what kind of fortress Anfield has come come Champions League time. Exactly. But especially for uh, – I, I prefer playing at home first leg for the most part because typically, I mean, we saw uh, Liverpool two years – was it two years ago when we PSG came in and we beat PSG when really everyone kind of thought PSG was going to win this game because of the type of form – Mbappe was in, and Neymar, and they come in, and Liverpool just kind of shut them up. They got up to a fast two nothing lead and ended up winning the game three to two. But I remember that game. That was the that was in the group stage. 
No, that's right. It was group stage. I for, I, for some reason, I was thinking that was knockouts. Yeah, no, that was the first group stage game. I remember that. That's right. But, yeah, you look at them, then you kind of look when City came to town. Um, and then, you, I mean, most recent, the big, the biggest, not most recent, but the biggest game at Anfield was that comeback against Barcelona. Oh, yeah. I mean, the thing is, though, you're 3-0 down on aggregate in 2019. And the thing is, though, you probably should have been 4-0 down on aggregate if uh, if not for Moussa Dembele just being stupid. Um, uh, but 3-0 down on aggregate, I mean, the thing is, though, is a lot of people wrote the tie off, honestly. But, you know, 3-1, okay. 3-2, all right. Then 3-3, and it's like, oh, fuck, Barcelona are capitulating here. And then 4-3 in favor of Liverpool. And then it's just like, I remember, like, watching that game, and I'm just like, well, fuck, here we go. We get, but that's just the, that, you know, that's just the nature of the Champions League. That's just the greatness of the competition. Um, and watching the quarterfinal, watching how these quarterfinals underwent, like, went underwent, like, like underwent, under went underway and everything um, with the results, the aggregates, the ties overall. That just shows how great the competition is. And we haven't even talked about the craziness that happened in Atletico Madrid-Manchester City tie um, uh, either. We haven't gotten to the fact that, like, Jack Grealish probably <laughs> is only bought just to be a fucking shithouse asshole. The fact that Stefan Savage just decided to, like, commit, like, three fouls in under a minute and some and under a minute and then also decided to try and beat the shit out of Jack Grealish in a tunnel. We haven't gotten into that yet. I mean I I mean we we're just seeing like how what has happened like in the past week with the Champions League is insane. Um and the thing is though it's like we've got two great semifinals. Like we have Man City taking yeah, on we got we got a Premier League uh, La Liga semifinal. Yeah, exactly. Like everybody thought, you know, and the thing is, though, is a lot of people really thought that like it would have been like three Premier League teams and, and probably Bayern. I would and probably Bayern. Exactly. But the thing is, though, is like we've got two La Liga teams, two Premier League teams, one team that nobody thought would be there, one team that everybody thought was kind of done and dusted for and the two best clubs in the world. But I do want to go into like how fucking batshit crazy that Man City Atletico Madrid tie was, especially in the second leg. Like that was just some fucking wild shit. Do you think Atletico hurt themselves by kind of getting towards like that little like brawl in the end? Do you think that hurt their chances to end up getting that one goal they needed? Atletico Madrid were not getting a goal no matter what. Atletico Madrid shot themselves in the foot after the first leg when they did not have a single shot on target against Man City. They honestly defended, parked the play, defensive parked the bus, Diego Simeone-style football. And the sad part is, is that people find that... People find that entertaining to watch. When in reality, Atletico Madrid do not impress me at all as a club. I mean, yeah, sure. No, they know. They've got some great players. They've got some great talent. But the thing is, though, is it's being put to waste, honestly. And what? And, and that's just how Atletico Madrid play football. Like they play like they they play Sunday league football. If you ask me, what happens is like they'll go out there for ninety minutes, commit a shit ton of fouls, f- flop on the ground, 
defend, press the shit out of you, hack the shit out of you. And the thing is, though, is like they just want to get under your skin. And Man City did not allow that to happen. Yeah, and let it go. And Man City had nine minutes of had nine minutes of extra time in the second leg because of the brawl. Jack Grealish calling Stefan Savage a uh, four-letter word that I will not say. Please don't say that four-letter word. I'm not see you next Tuesday. Huh? See you see, next Tuesday. Yeah, see you next Tuesday. Exactly. That's what Jack Grealish was saying. See you next Tuesday, as in next year, motherfucker. Uh, see, I'll say that word though because I don't care. But that word's a whatever. Um. But the thing is, though, is like, yeah, I shit. I mean, I going back about how Atletico played the second tie, like the second leg of the tie. I was not impressed. I mean, I like I was watching the game. I was we were chat like we were texting. I was telling you like what what was going on while because I had the Liverpool game on and Liverpool scored, and I'm like, well, this is over. Might as well switch to City. Remember, I was telling you that, and then like after that, I'm like. You know, this is a snooze fest. Like, I don't know how the fuck I'm watching this. I'm I'm working, and the game's on in the background. And the thing is, though, is, like, and the thing is, is, like, next thing I know, it's, like, in the 40th minute, it's still nil-nil. And I'm, like, sit, and, I, and I thought it was still maybe, like, the, it felt like the 25th minute or anything like that. Because every time I looked at the screen, like, like looked on, looked, looked over, City was in Atletico's half. And I've thought to myself, like, Oh my God! So you're just gonna get a goal here eventually, and it just never really came. Like nothing really ever just came to be from that game. There, honestly, I mean, like the game itself was a snooze fest. I was not impressed at all. Um, Atletico just like lost their composure. They literally, like, honestly, tried to get inside City's heads. And kudos to Pep. For not allowing that to happen with his players, I mean, in fact, City was able to turn the table on Atletico, and they got and like you had players like Grealish and Foden who are literally like our age, getting in the heads of player, getting in the heads of experienced veterans that Atletico Madrid has in their squad, and I found it hilarious, honestly. Like, I mean, um, I don't know if you saw the picture of it, but. Uh, Phil Foden, like Diego Simeone, just I want to like, uh, uh, <clears throat> Foden laughing next to uh, Diego, yeah, where Simeone's just like mad and in frustration, and Foden's just laughing. I thought to myself, that is just pure shithouse comedy. There, uh, like, I mean, I don't know, I just expected better out of that tie, honestly. I saw that I mean, tie the Liverpool tie had more goals than this one. That turned out to be three three, and I didn't even know it. Like six four on aggregate. I saw that it was six. I saw that it was six two on aggregate. Bobby Firmino had scored a brace for Liverpool, and I'm like, shit. I'm. I should have just had that say. I should have just had that on television. Like I should have just had that on in the background instead. Like when I found out it was three three in the game, like shit. Yeah, I missed- Benfica was just attacking really just all game, and they were just weren't really like letting up, and Liverpool just took advantage of their chances of them being too aggressive. And that's really, it. I mean, we kind of both knew this tie was over. Like once Liverpool won the first one, three to one, and then they're coming back to Anfield. And then they just made it four, one on aggregate, like in the first few minutes of the game. And I'm just like, yeah, you know what? This is over. Uh, I'll watch a snooze. I'll watch what turned out to be a snooze fest. Can we but... talk about that snooze fest? City probably have the worst, like third jerseys in the league. <laughs> 
They look like training kits. That's on Puma. That's literally on Puma there because they designed all of those kits to be like the same for all their company for all the yeah, teams they sponsor. Terrible. Like AC Milan, a, um, AC Milan, Borussia Dortmund, Man City, and I think there's like two other squad, two other clubs that have those jerseys. But the thing is, those like those are the main clubs, and every time I see them, they make me puke because it's like that is basic, it's bland, it's generic, it's boring. Puma fuck Puma had to Puma actually had to remake Borussia Dortmunds because um because people were complaining that Dortmund's badge like actually like wasn't on there and they wanted to, and they wanted Dortmund's badge like on the jersey and Puma's like oh shit we actually kind of fucked up with this one here um but the thing is though it's like it's not even like a training kit like it reminds me of like just some like, like a team t-shirt you could get. Yeah, a team t-shirt you can get. Exactly. Like you can literally like not even like a team official uh, an official like t-shirt. Right, like it, one that you get like from like a, a cheaper website. Yeah, a, a knockoff. Like you just like walk into like a knockoff store and you buy it for like 10 bucks and it's like, "Oh, team apparel. I've got this now. Cool." That's literally it. It's like I'm not I was not impressed. It kind of reminds me of when and again, this was Puma too. When Italy had their away jer- like the away jersey at the Euros, the white one, yeah, it was just a T-shirt practically. Like it was a, pl- it reminded me of a T-shirt. All it had that all it had instead was like the Italy like badge and the Puma logo. And I'm like, well, what the fuck is this? Like I could have put this together. Like hire me, Puma, for fuck's sake. Yeah, I, I forgot that that was a Puma. I forgot they released that like mid this season. I just don't like any of them. You're right. no, I, forgot, I forgot it was all the Puma teams. Like I was just looking at cities, and I'm like, I'm like, these are just like it's so bland. Like the, I don't know. It makes you look like not like an elite team. No, it makes it, 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 like you think it's like some third. You think it's like some fourth tier team, like here in U.S. soccer. Like they kind of just like got together, you know, for the fucking bands and said, "Oh, we're gonna be a semi-pro team. We'll we'll get the boys out," you know. Get, get paid a few dollars, get paid a few bucks just to play some soccer for 90 minutes. And then we'll go hammer some beers at the end of the game. That's what, that's what that speaks. That's what that Jersey speaks to me. Like it says, hello, I don't give a fuck. I'm worthless. Like that's what it says to me, honestly, because that Jersey is fucking worthless. But the thing is though, is like city doesn't give a shit because like city doesn't give a shit like what they're wearing because like, they're in the Champions League semifinal. They're in contention for a league title, and they're also in contention for an FA Cup, which they'll have a semifinal for in just a couple of days. But the thing is, though, is like looking at how terrible that jersey is and how terrible those other Puma team jerseys are that they created. They can't be selling a lot of those. You have to be fucking stupid to buy that. But you have to be a guy that like has a lot of money and loves to buy all the teams' jerseys and everything because they release new ones every year. That is, yeah, that's it. That's kind of how I feel there. That's literally kind of how I feel there too. But the thing is though, is like, even if I bought all the team apparel, I wouldn't be stupid enough to buy that. But the thing is though, is you're, you're right. There are people that are stupid enough to buy like all the team apparel just because like, that's what their livelihood because that team is their livelihood. And it's just like, eh, I think you could save yourself like, 90 bucks here, my guy, probably taking yourself out to a deal 
you know, maybe pay, maybe, maybe, maybe put that towards a bill or two you, uh, that you need to pay off or whatever. But again, just my opinion there. I wouldn't, I wouldn't touch, I wouldn't touch that jersey with a ten foot pole. Me, either. I, I, I don't know why I brought that up. Like, I just like thought about it. I'm like, those. I was just thinking about like, those because are the jersey was trash. Like I, had, I felt like I had to bring it up because the jersey was trash, just like the entire set, just like the entire tie between City and Atletico was. Uh, yeah, Saturday's game between City and Liverpool is hopefully another classic in the Epic Cup semifinal. Are you going to be watching that? I don't think it that? will be, honestly. I really Me either, don't. but both teams are clearly going to field their best teams because you're, you're this deep into the FA Cup now. Now you want to win. Yeah, no, now you want to win. You're this deep into the FA Cup. I mean, the thing is, though, is like, is this, you know, this, you know the crazy thing is, though, is like, I want to look back and I want to look back to like when we talked about Buffalo and Kansas City and everybody was like whoever wins this wins the Super Bowl and obviously like goes to the Super Bowl like whoever wins this wins the Super Bowl and everything like and that we turned out to be wrong there but the thing is though is I feel like whoever wins between Liverpool and City in this FA Cup semifinal they most likely will win the FA Cup because the thing is though is like I can't see Chelsea win I can't see Chelsea doing anything like there's a chance that they make the final because they're playing Crystal Palace. But the thing is, though, is like I'm not going to write Crystal Palace off either, but it's still Crystal Palace. Like even if they somehow get past Chelsea, they still go into the final. And they have to play either City or Liverpool. And the thing is, though, is like, are they going to be able to live up to that moment there if they if they somehow get past Chelsea? And even if Chelsea make the final, I feel like they'll somehow find a way just like they did the past two times that they were in the FA Cup final because in 2020 they they bottled it against Arsenal and last season they somehow lost and season they lost to Leicester because of a fucking 25-yard goal from I think it was Thielmans if I remember correctly but uh, again I think no matter how the game goes on Saturday between those two clubs like I think can we get another uh, Liverpool Chelsea final, uh, just like the Carabao Cup? Get it, have it, have it get to, You think? All right, hypothetical here. If Chelsea and Liverpool both win, FA Cup finals goes to penalties. Does Chelsea put Kepa in? Fuck no, I'm not putting Kepa's ass in. I wouldn't. I mean, he was brought in to make saves and he couldn't do that he couldn't and then he skied a penalty because he kicked the ball like he was delivering a goal kick i wouldn't put i would not trust him i would not trust him you literally and 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 the thing is though is we're going away from like this whole like matchup here and everything but that's okay there but i mean there wasn't much to talk about that tie really between no, 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 that's perfectly fine because now we're talking about the FA Cup here now and the hypotheticals and everything. But the thing is, though, is like going back to the Carabao Cup, I would never have taken Mendy out. He's literally, he was literally like one, the, one of the best goalkeepers in the world. He was, he was in, ah, fuck, this is going to fuck with my mind here because he won he won best goalkeeper, but sadly was not in the world eleven. But the thing is, though, is like he's like he's 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 probably the best goalkeeper, like one of the best goalkeepers in the world right now. 
and they somehow decide to like say, oh, he can't save a penalty, like we'll take him out. The man literally like won two fucking penalty shootouts for his country. And after, after the man won two penalty shootouts in, for his country, one in the African Cup of Nations to win, and then the other one to carry it to take his country to the World Cup. And the thing is, though, is like we know that the second penalty shootout was bullshit because a, because a football match broke out in the middle of a laser light show. And I will admit, and I know, and I'll admit that, like, and I know that because I know that that's what happened. But the thing is, though, is like Eduardo, Eduard, Eduard, Men, Eduardo, fuck, Eduard Mendy stood his ground, was able to make saves when he needed to for his country. He is a, he is capable of doing the same thing for Klopp. Now, if it comes down to that in in May, I like hypothetically, I'm keeping Mendy in. I'm not fucking putting. I'm not letting Kepa anywhere near the touchline. I'm not letting him anywhere near the touchline. You stay on that fucking bench. Keppa might just get up and sub himself in. If Keppa subs himself in, I'm fucking if like new like shit. What's Tuchel's a bigger not, balls move? Subbing yourself in or telling your coach you're not coming out? What's the bigger balls move? Subbing yourself in. Because then you gotta force then you gotta force like somebody else to come off. I agree. Then you gotta force so uh, shit. You know how many times I wanted. You know how many times I actually thought about that. Like when I was like, like when I was playing, I'm like, what if I just like fucking like, what if I just told like fucking freshmen or chubs, like get the fuck off the field. I'm going in. Like when I'm sitting on the bench, I really thought about it. But the thing, <laughs> but the thing is though, it's like fuck. It's it's not worth it. It's like. <laughs> It's not worth like the fucking like suicides and like running all the running we'd have to do like at like the practice the next day. <laughs> Did that ever go through your mind? Like just decide this, decide and, and and don't fuck with me here by saying yeah. I thought about like doing that to you. Have, was there ever a moment like you thought about that? Like yeah, what if I just like set myself on for this shithead that like couldn't do shit in my position? You ever thought about that? This is gonna sound cocky, and I don't mean it to, but I don't really ever remember being on the bench that much. The only reason why I was on the bench was because I got a little fat and out of shape. <laughs> no, I but I just think because I can't say that I did because just because like I don't remember ever like really being on the bench because like I was played center midi and it's like we had no one else to really play that position. No, we really didn't, honestly. But the thing is, though, it's like when I, because, like I said, I'll, I'll admit it. Let me I thought about it. this helps. I thought about it in basketball. Yeah, I, I figured you. I figured that as much. I, I figured that as much. Are we talking like for? Are we talking for good old Niagara Catholic, Deuville, both? Uh, more uh, Deuville, because Niagara Catholic, I couldn't because the only time I was on the bench is because I was in foul trouble two minutes into the game. Two minutes into the fucking game. Yeah. Yeah. Julia, Julia, what the fuck are you keeping me on the bench for? Jake, you have three fouls already. Oh, shit. Um, uh, yeah. No, I don't. Honestly, I mean, the thought process like comes there. Like, honestly, it's like, why the fuck am I on the bench? So I can understand that. I like, I mean, hey, like I said, I, I just fucking went to the bench because I kind of let myself go a little bit. Mainly. We were playing, uh, was it, I think, CSAT or Tapestry? When you scored, and then you, you you ran to the sideline asking for a sub. I remember that. 
I did. I said, fuck it. I scored. I'm out of here. Like, let me sit the bench. I just, no, nah, because that, that was like the whole, that was the homecoming game because, like, I forget who it was, was cooking hot dogs. No, I didn't this, this, game was at, this game was at away, I thought. Oh, this game. Yeah, because we were there. It was that shitty mud field in the game that I had to play. I played goalie. I thought that was homecoming. No, I scored on homecoming too, and I did the same thing. But yeah, no, I did that. It Oracle. It was Oracle. I said, fuck oh, it. Okay. I'm done. Because, like, it was Oracle. Like, they were fucking playing hack-a-shack. I'm like, just let me score and get me the fuck out of here. Like, and the problem and the problem was with that game was, like, kind of, that game kind of pissed me off because, like, you played goalie, but, like, fuck, Tom, like, shit. Everybody practically, like, your, like your brother, Devin, were on the bench because um, they didn't play at all. Um, I forget who else was on the bench, too, but, like, Tom, like Tommy was Tommy and me, Tommy, me, and you were like the only main regular starters out there. And Tommy was just being a fucking ball hawk. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, Tommy, it is Oracle. You are not who the fuck are you? We are in a mud field in the middle of bumfuck Buffalo. Who are you going to impress? Like, I just like was, I, I honestly was losing it. That I just remember that game was so shitty because, uh, I remember because I, I was playing goalie, like, I had the ball covered up at one point. A kid came up and you know this team was bad because the kid literally just ran up and just kicked the ball out of my hand. The ref didn't say anything, and they just got the goal. I yeah, don't know if I you remember, remember that. I remember that too. That was terrible. Like I said, ah, fuck. I look. I know like why those games were put on our schedule. Like when we played, it's kind of like fucking like you know, easy win here, it's easy like win. Co- it's like it's like college football team going and playing like N Triple C's football team to start their season. Alabama playing the Citadel week one. Yeah, basically, it's just a nice little hype up for the team. Pretty much. And the thought process is, is like, I, I'm i not going to lie. I hated those games. The only reason why I hated those games is because, like, one, I actually hate it. There's more reasons, multiple reasons. I'll take that back. One, like, they were they were hack they were hack of shack games because the opponent, the people we were playing against knew nothing about the game. The places we were playing were terrible. Um, do you remember, oh, who was it? Well, it was Oracle again. We played, no, Tapestry. It was Tapestry or Oracle, one of the two charter schools. We played them in Lackawanna, and behind our bench was the, um, uh, behind our bench was the train tracks. Hmm. Or, or were you already, no, you may have already been, you may have already, that may have been my, my senior year. Yeah, I think I might have been gone for that. Yeah, that was my senior year, actually. I remember that now because, yeah, because we had Keith and Jalen on the team, and fucking Jesus Christ. I Keith just, and Jalen like, played when I played. Yeah, but you may have been gone. No, because Noah was in goal, so you were definitely gone. No, if Noah was in goal, I was there. No, but Noah played the majority of goal like when I was a senior, too. Oh, okay. I don't yeah, remember. No, I don't remember the train tracks. Yeah, no, we had, like, fucking train tracks, like, behind our bench. And there was actually, like, a caboose. of a, There was a train caboose, like, behind our bench. And I'm, like, we were playing, like, in some dumb fuck, bum fuck, dumb fuck, bum fuck park in Lackawanna. Like, in some shitty neighborhood. The field was muddy. And I'm just, like, why are we here? I mean, nothing, I, nothing worse for me, though, was, like, going to play Walsh those two times. Oh, I love playing Walsh, Walsh because me and – remember that tall kid they had on their team as well? 
Yeah. The bald kid. Me and him would there in basketball, me and him would go at it. And I always enjoyed playing that just because of the shit I would talk. Oh, I mean, don't get me wrong. I had a good like the only, shit, I actually hated play. The only reason why I hated play I hated playing them in soccer more than basketball. And the only reason like why I hated playing them in soccer was because like whenever the ball would go out of play, like if it went out of play, like behind the benches, like you, like remember, like it was like that wooded area over there. Yeah, I remember, like I had got, ta- I had gotten taken out for a couple of minutes, and I forget who I was. One of the the ball got kicked off play. Me and Paiska went to go. Me and Paiska went to it and go look for the ball in behind the bench. And it took us like 10, it took us like fucking five to 10 minutes to go find the ball because like, um, it was just like in a mudded air, like in a mud, mud covered area in the woods. And we found it like, so, and we found it like in an area where tire swings were. (laughs) My memory of playing them was me when they came, played us when we went to extra time. And um, I scored that it was like pouring rain and I scored that header in extra time and looking at that child kid, g- grabbing my nuts and then celebrating and then punching Joe Caruso in the face. I remember you punching Joe in the face. That was actually pretty. I, I felt so bad about that, but I was celebrating. I did like, you remember that jump celebration I used to do? <laughs> I threw my fist up and just whack. Whack. Yeah. Uh, that, that, was, that, was a little, that was a little bit funny. Joe didn't give a shit though because we had won the game. This is true. This is, I always enjoyed playing them. I liked playing Gao. I one feel one field I hated was probably um was it say, I think it was St. Mary's of Lancaster. I hated Park's field. It was on a hill. Yeah, because Park one yeah, Park you either one half you got to run uphill, but then another half you got to run down. I'd rather have run down than up. More motion with the ball. Uh-huh. The, the tag put pep on put pep on that field. I want to see Tiki Taka there. <laughs> oh my god, he'd fuck it up. He'd find a way to. He he'd find a way to fuck it up somehow. He'd find a way to fuck it up somehow. He'd be like he would have De Bruyne start in like midfield and like run uphill and then downhill. De Bruyne would have probably like three hamstrings pulled in ten minutes and would be out six to eight weeks. You only well, have two nice. hamstrings too. That would be very nice if that actually happened, IRL. <laughs> I do not want... This is a hot take, but without him, that I don't think that team is as good as they are. Oh, God, no. God, no. When he got taken out in the Champions League final because of injury last season, they kind of they kind of fucked everything up for themselves. And the thing is, though, is like when you take Kevin De Bruyne out, like he's a huge catalyst. It's pretty much like watching Messi and Prime Bar. It, it's pretty much like watching... Me- like. Well, it's like watching Messi at Barcelona. And I'm not going to say prime Messi at Barcelona because they had prime Iniesta and Xavi and Puyo and Pique and Busquets, and they were just like a stacked team. But the thing is, though, is like even though City have the talent around them, like the Bruyne is still the catalyst. Like without his man mark, without his movement, without his uh, playmaking ability, without the passes and the chance creations and everything, like – there's a lot that's taken out of context, like when he's not on the pitch. 
yeah, you can put somebody else in his place, like a Foden or somebody like that. Foden just doesn't control the game like De Bruyne can. Exactly. Phil Foden does not control the game at all. Phil Foden is Maybe more... later in Foden's career, maybe he could. But just the way De Bruyne sees the whole field and sees – he's one of those guys where he just knows what's going to happen before it even happens. I know that's a cliche saying, but it's true. No, I mean, the thing is, though, it's like it is true. Like, there's nothing wrong with saying that there. Uh, you know, but – and the thing is, though, is like – one thing that, like, I'm looking – like, I actually, like, want to see the midfield battle between City and Madrid in that Champions League tie, a semifinal tie because, like, you have the creativity of Man City. But the thing is, though, is, like, you have, like, old Don – like, you literally, like, have old-ass Dons, like, bossing the midfield for Real Madrid. Like, Tony Cruz is, like – Tony Cruz is, like, in his 30s. Modric's 37. Modric's thirty-seven. Cruz is thirty-four. Casemiro is still bought, is still is still doing a job there too. And the thing is, though, is like we, without a doubt, like we, you know, and I, we may agree to disagree here, but Benzema right now is probably the best striker in the world. Oh, I know, I agree, hundred percent. Right, right now, on, right now, yes, only on because Salah is not a striker. Asala <laughs> doesn't play striker. He's a winner. But yeah, um, uh, I, I, I I think it will be hard to pick between the two right now in their current. Say like, if we're just gonna compare the two, um, ju- I, I would say it's hard to pick between the two right now. I mean, Benzema probably. I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. But what Benzema is doing is unreal. But I mean, so is Salah. Like, I think if one of these two don't win the if one of these two don't win the Ballon d'Or. I know it's going to be harder for Salah not to win, to win the Ballon d'Or now because he will not be playing in the World Cup. But I guess actually since it being in December, they might not take the World Cup into consideration until next year, right? No, they'll take the World Cup into consideration for this year. But because of the cor- but but the corrupt the corrupto de oro um uh, award, the corrupt de or award um had its qualifications like changed. Like it's only going to be ba- starting next. Starting next year, ironically, it's only going to be based on a se- on a season and not the calendar year, which I think is completely fucking stupid. Because like if you have an that is in- stupid. Because if you have an international tournament, like well, it's like it's like an uh, like to get into like a hockey hall of fame or like like hockey hall of fame, you need requirements in like world play as well. It's not even just like in the NHL, but it's like say, like, you play over in Russia and, like, you're a superstar over there, you can get in. Sorry, all right, this, Russia was a bad pick, I guess, what's going on right now. But you know what I mean. And you need to win, like, Olymp- like they take Olympic gold medals into consideration for it. They take, like, what they did, like, in, like, say, World Juniors or, like, that stuff into consideration as well. And I think they should do that. Like, I think it should be the best player for a whole calendar year. Yeah, because that's exactly, like, what it is. Like, it, like... If you had the qualifications for that there, um, say back in like back in like 2013, if it was only based on the 2013 season, Ronaldo wasn't winning that Ballon d'Or. It was going to Frank Ribery. Yeah. If, if it was based on the 2010 season, Lionel Messi was not winning that Ballon d'Or. It, it was going to some. It was going to Wesley Schne- Wesley Schneider from Inter Milan. If if it was based on the if, 
based on the 2019 season, can you hear me, by the way? Yeah, I can hear you. What just happened? Somebody tried to fuck my, somebody's tried to call me, like one of those scam calls. Did you hear what I said? Yeah, I can, yeah, I can hear you. Did you hear everything I said before yes. that, though? Yes, I heard everything you said before that. Okay, perfect there. Perfect there. I got a little scared there because it's like one of those fucking scam calls at 10 o'clock at night. It's like, what's your social? It's always what's your so, social security number, not uh, how. <laughs> like, going back to what I'm saying is, is like, if it was like the 2019 season, only the 2019 season. Virgil van Dyke would have won the Ballon d'Or, not Lionel Messi. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, I think it still should have – either way, it should have been van Dyke. Well, yeah, I mean, that's how that's – well, It is nice this year, though, because this is an actual season where Messi or Ronaldo shouldn't be in the talks. Neither of them should be in the fucking talks. If they're in the if – the um, t- I feel like this year, though, because Lewandowski has been screwed the past two years – they might give it to him this year. They might, and Poland's also in the World Cup too. So, because yeah, that, that's why I think, like, right now, I would say Salah deserves it. But then you look, he's like, well, he's not playing in the World Cup. So, what are they going to take into consideration with him not being in it? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Oh, good. Well, I like I said, that corrupt. If Lionel Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo are even in the top ten of voting. The award is fucking flawed. It's a popularity contest, and it just confirms like what we've thought all along. Because those two should not even be in consideration for anything, in my honest opinion. Like I honestly just think it's fucking bullshit if they are, because I don't care that Messi's been leading league un in assists. He has yeah, he only has three goals, right? Yeah, he's only got like three or four goals in league un. Oh, and also, P- um, oh yeah, I guess Mbappe yeah. right now it does have more assists than Messi though. Yeah, and PS. No, Messi's got the most assists in Ligoon right now. No, Team- he doesn't. Mbappe yeah. does. No, Messi does. Mbappe has 14. How many does Messi have? 13. Fucking Bleacher Report football lied then, those assholes. I saw that, I swear to God. But, oh, well, whatever there. Um, I mean, my thought process is this. Portugal, is, Portugal won't go far in the World Cup, in my opinion. Argentina, like, they have the longest unbeaten run in world football right now. But, like, who knows how well that will continue into November. Because the thing is, is that, like, Argentina is not going to play again until their Maradona Cup against Italy in June. They'll play a couple friendlies against the U.S. and Mexico. But then the thing is, club club football comes back. Like, the World Cup is interrupting a a European, like, the European season. So, like, who knows, like, what's going to happen? Yeah, what and are they going to do with uh, the Club World Cup? Are they going to still have it played at the normal time and just, like, I whoever wins the Champions like, League will have to just not play with their players who are playing in the World Cup? I think the Club World Cup eventually will become that 2014 format that uh, was in the works, like, years ago to replace the Confederations Cup. But I may be wrong there because the thing is, though, is like what kills me is so much like gets mentioned like about like what FIFA and wants to do with the biennial World Cup, with the um, uh, expanded Nations League, changing it out and all this stuff. And it's like they just can't make up their minds on like what to do 
because they're more they want to try and figure out how to get all the money into their coffers. I mean, that's like what that I mean, look at UEFA with the fucking conference league. Like that's more money in UEFA's coffers for these matches. Like Roma and like looking at the conference league, like we have Roma and Leicester in a European semifinal in some bullshit competition that Le- that Brendan Rodgers didn't even know about when he got knocked out of the Europa League, and somehow he can win a a, a, a bullshit European trophy somehow. Like it, it, it just boggles my mind. I mean, like those two the clubs of that clubs like Roma and Leicester should not be in a competition like that. I think that club, I think that competition should be more like, you know, like, you know how like CONCACAF like has the, CONCACAF has the Nations League, but they also have, CONCACAF has like the Nations League, but they also have like the CONCACAF Cup. The CONCACAF Cup is like the smaller CONCACAF nations, like the islands in the Caribbean and everything, and they play against one another. That's what I think the conference league should be. I think it should be like the small clubs in like fucking Albania, like clubs from like Albania and Moldova and like uh, and, and like Greece or like whatever small European like league clubs. That's what that should be for. Not having like Tottenham who finished 7th in the Premier League a season ago qualify for the conference league only to get kicked out because they can't feel the team because they all have COVID. Like it shouldn't be the fact that like Roma. Well, it is because they want more money into the game because they know they put those bigger like clubs from bigger leagues and they're going to get more revenue from it. Exactly, and that's the sad part there. I mean, again, that's just my thought process here. So, like, as much as like the conference league has been kind of entertaining, I haven't given much thought of it because of like of the. You've got like those teams like Roma and Leicester meeting in the semis. But looking at the Europa League, though, like it's actually intriguing. Like we're just gonna have some random winner. Like we've got I hope it's West Ham. I kind of want a West Ham Rangers final. Um, I, I would like that. Um, also, you just want to talk about real fast how Barcelona's back. Oh yeah, Barcelona is way back. I mean, you know, thirty thousand Eintracht Eintracht Frankfurt fans showed up at the camp, and Barcelona was like, "How the fuck did this happen?" Like they were just confused. Xavi was complaining. He's like, "Oh, I thought we would have eighty thousand Barcelona fans." Nope, you only had fifty, motherfucker. Um, uh, thirty thousand Frankfurt fans there, just in the stands, chanting for their club. It was glorious, and I was here for it. Um. But the thing is, though, is like, I, oh, you would think going into the camp now, camp new in a second leg European tie, like even like you know, five years ago, ten years ago, like it's practically over, no matter like what the aggregate is, because like you have La Romantada, like La Romantada, um, from twenty seventeen, like from twenty seventeen, they were down four nil on aggregate, and, and they ended up one. And huh? What, what they went six to one, something like yeah. that. Yeah, they won six to one, one six five on aggregate. Like, but the thing is, though, is like, you know, even like when they were, even like when they were play, like, um, Milan, like in twenty thirteen, like I think it was twenty thirteen, they were down to Milan and and they came and they won, um, in their in that leg when they were, well, UEFA alone helped uh, helped them against Arsenal because um. 
Robin Van Persie got sent off for no reason there, but still. And then even like, and then even like, you know, just play like, but the thing is there is like Barcelona at the camp, at the new camp, camp new, whatever you want to call it against like Eintracht Frankfurt, who just like a pesky German Bundesliga side. Like, do you think Barcelona actually has a good chance to like advance based on their form? And they just completely shit the bet. Like they scored two stoppage time goals in the second half because like there was nine minutes, there was like 11 minutes of extra time. Yeah, there it, it it was supposed to be nine, but because of a penalty, it turned out to be a lot. Practically the last kick of the game. But the thought process there is like, it's just insane. Like how where we are. Like it's kind of insane. Like where we are in European competition now compared to even like five years ago to and even a decade ago. Like five years ago, a decade ago, like the Europa League was just like random clubs that like. Nobody heard of like somehow getting to a European semifinal, and that's the way it is kind of like now, still in a way, because like you've got like West Ham, you've got Rangers from Scotland, you've got RB Leipzig from the Bundesliga. Actually, you've got two Bundesliga teams like in the in the semis. Like you've got Eintracht Frankfurt there too, who actually made the semis back in 2019. They lost to Chelsea, if I remember correctly. Yeah, but, but imagine telling someone ten years ago that Barcelona. Um, like this time in 10 years would be playing in the Europa League. I would call you insane. And then when you prove, and then when you're prove, and then I would call you insane. But the thing is though, is if you, knowing that you would be proven right, I would ask for the winning lottery numbers. And that's when I know you would tell me to go kiss your ass, to go fuck off and kiss your ass or whatever. But um, uh, that's all joke aside there. But it's just, again, it's just, like, insane to see, like, where we're at now. Like, and it goes back to talking about City and Liverpool. Like, 10 years ago, City and Liverpool were not like this at all. Like, well, actually, no. City were, Liverpool were kind of, like, on downturn. Yeah, this is when we started becoming, like, those kind of down years. Yeah. City exactly was not, like... They yeah they were they won the FA Cup in 2011 they were gonna win the Premier League in 2012 like we knew what happened there yeah we finished fucking Liverpool finished seventh in the Premier League that season yeah you guys won the League Cup and you made the FA Cup final though you lost to Chelsea by the way that year in the mm-hmm. FA Cup final because Chelsea actually like won the Champions League that year too um uh, Di Matteo magic there uh beating Bayern but the thing is though is like now those two clubs are like the top in world football. Barcelona 10 years ago was the club in world football and now they're on a downturn. Then you've got like, just like random clubs like West Ham all of a sudden, like actually pretty decent. Um, RB Leipzig, RB Leipzig was practically non-existent like 10 years ago. They were like in the sixth tier of German football and like Sunday league Bundesliga type matches. Um, Real Madrid. I mean, the only constant that we're seeing here is Real Madrid. 2012, they made the semis in, uh, 2012, they made the semis and they lost to, um, uh, but yeah, 2012, they lost, 2012, they made the semis and lost to Bayern Munich. Wasn't um, that, wasn't that the Bayern, that year, Bayern, uh, Dortmund final? Huh? Wasn't 2012 the year of the Bayern Dortmund Champions League final? No, that was 2013. Bayern, Chelsea lost. That's to right. That's right. And then Dortmund won, and then Bayern beat Dortmund in London in 2013. But yeah, it's crazy how much we can like we can remember like of stuff we care about. 
from tell years past in sports. <laughs> oh, tell me about it. But yet you ask me something about work, about work, and I probably won't remember it because it's something that I have. I'm not gonna like. It sounds terrible, but like some stuff I have no interest in whatsoever. And it's just because like it's just some random thought that like so, it's just something some random thought there that like will just go out of my head. And it's crazy. Like I guess, I, I guess my old roommate I guess my old roommate from college was right. I guess I just do remember some fucking dumb shit. Oh well, it is how it is. It's just how my brain operates. But I get but it's crazy though. Like here we are again. Like who would have thought like football became like where it was at? But hey, Real Madrid's the only constant. Champions League semifinalists ten years ago, Champions League semifinalists now. Um content, uh, in fact ten years ago they actually won La Liga. Ten years, year, they're gonna win La Liga. Um, ten years, ten years ago, Kareem Benzema was leading the line at striker. Ten years later, Kareem Benzema still leading the line at striker, like a fine wine, as probably the best number nine in the world. Um, time is a flat circle in Spain, I guess. But then you just, but instead of Barcelona being in, uh, instead of Barcelona being in the Champions League semifinals, you've got Villarreal, who have the population of like fucking. Like, I don't know. Like, what's a city that's like fifty thousand people? I don't know. Like, pot, like I, 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 I don't. You're asking the wrong guy that question. I, I would probably say like population of like of like combination of Lewiston and Lockport. Then <laughs> Lewiston probably has like ten thousand people, and Lockport probably has like thirty thirty five thousand combined with a town and city. So that's a good combination there. Yeah, they've only got like 50,000 people in the entire city. They're also selling tickets at only at like 20 at 20 euros for their for their uh home leg. How much are they selling? 20 euros. Oh, also, you were very wrong about the 30,000. For Lockport? Of uh, both. Uh, Lockport has 20,000, Lewiston has 2,600. Is that just is that the village, the town, both? This is Lewiston, New York population, and then Lockport, New York population. Oh, uh, uh, okay. Because what kills me about Lewiston and Lockport is because what kills me about Lewiston and Lockport is like Lockport's got both of them. Like Lockport's got the city, and then the town surrounds it, and then like you've got Lewiston, the village, and then the surrounds it, and it's just like, well, what That's the fuck? Weird. Well. It's, I- so, I can't say Niagara Falls. They don't have 50,000 people. Niagara Falls is lucky to have fucking 30,000 people because of everybody that's leaving. Well, if you live in Lockport, I'm sorry, but people, the population per year is going down significantly. Because people are leaving. Oh, I, oh, okay. My brain went a different way. That makes sense. All right. My brain went a complete different way. We're not going that far. <laughs> I thought people were dying. <laughs> we're not going that far. <laughs> I All could right. say the same thing about Niagara Falls, but I'm not going that far um, on this podcast. <laughs> I am not becoming like Paul Bisson. I'm not becoming Paul Bissonette and just calling out Western New York. And, public enemy number one right now, I think. Also, but, Niagara Falls has 48,000. That's a fucking lie. I'm looking it up. I know that, but it's a fucking lie. There's no way there's 48,000 in Niagara Falls. But you know what? That's a dispute that I... That, Niagara Falls, Canada has almost 100,000. That I did know. But the thing is, though, about Niagara Falls, Canada, how they do it over there is, like, weird. Like, they've got, like, the city. But the thing is, though, is, like, they include, like, their 
like surrounding suburbs in the population as well. Canada's weird with their provinces. Not even that. Like Niagara Falls, Ontario, like only itself probably has like 75,000, but like the small towns around it, they include in the population. Like they include Chippewa, which is just a small town out, like on outside of Niagara Falls, like about five minutes away. And they include that. It's so weird. Um, Fort Erie, they include the town of Ridgeway, like fuck and makes no sense. But, um, what was God? But what was shit? I lost my train of thought here. But no, Paul Bissonnette is definitely public enemy number one here. Man's gonna get sucker punched. Like to quote Ryan Whitney, man is gonna get sucker punched at the Chicklets Cup. I'm and, gonna, I'm gonna get in business face when I see him. You know what? Ryan Whitney wasn't gonna say it on the airwaves about him bailing anybody out if they decide to actually sucker punch. Well, because it was funny. Listen, because he realized he's like, oh, someone from Buffalo might do something. Someone from Buffalo probably will do something. Do you think I name my team name just the Lonely Hearts and just kind of wrap the podcast? I was going to say you should do that, actually. I've thought about that. Like, you should call yourself, like, the Lonely Hearts uh, Lonely Hearts Hockey Club. All right, I'll do that. So, will be the team. As soon as as soon as the uh, science available, I already have my team ready, so we'll be ready to go. I told you. I'm co- I told you. I'll come out to watch the Chicklets Cup. I think it's going to be on Chippewa. They keep mentioning Chippewa on Chicklets Podcast. Well, so what I'm thinking is, like, their, like, party – is going to be like rec- down on Chippewa rec room probably, but yeah, I'm assuming probably rec room and then their pr- game might be down at them. Um, Cause if they want to buy like a bar and stuff, they might just have it down at Riverworks. Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah, it says tickets cup. So I just looked it up because registration starts April 27th. Um, jo- uh, it's tickets cup uh, at Buffalo Riverworks. Oh, all right. So it's at Riverworks, but then I guess they'll have the party on Chippewa. I guess Paul Bissonnette just really like wants to take a shit on Chippewa Street, though. I hope he does. <laughs> hey, I hey, I'd be right he, next to him taking another shit on Chippewa. Well, that's because Mighty Taco's right there. You might as well that in the fucking bathroom. But um, uh, uh, what was I gonna say? You know, I, you know, honestly. I'll go one further than Ryan Whitney. If you as so much do something stupid to get yourself arrested by just like clocking Paul Bissonnette or whatever, I'm not going to bail you out. I'm not going to bail you out. I don't have that type of money. And the thing is, they'll bail. I don't know like what changes to bail reform were made by by, uh, by our politicians either. And I don't I don't give a fuck because I hate politics and all. Um, but I will start to go fund me. To get to get the money raised for you to get bailed out, okay, buddy? Well, I, I guess that's kind of nice since you won't bail me out yourself. I guess if you decide to go fund me, I doubt anyone that listens to this podcast would bail out my dumbass. But well, the thing is, though, is like I, I Pisco would. I know Pisco would. Pisco would bail you out. Pisco would bail you out. Hell, Pisco may actually somehow be at the Chicklets Cup and may join in. Or Pisco would be my fucking cellmate somehow. <laughs> yeah, I told you he's gonna he's gonna join in on beating the shit out of Paul Bissonnette for some reason. Although the man, although the man, although I won't, although I will say this, he probably doesn't know about the Chicklets Cup. But I will, I will do a GoFundMe. And the only reason why I say that is because I don't know how much the bail money would be. It could be bail could be five hundred dollars just because you sucker punched them, or bail could be ten thousand, or bail could be more than a hundred thousand dollars because you actually almost fucking killed a guy. Let's you would kick the shit out of me if I punched him. I would probably die. <laughs> yeah, probably. I uh, nobody will bail Paul Bissonnette out though. Let me tell you that. No, I'll let him rot in prison for what he says about Buffalo. <laughs> I <laughs> maybe 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 Ryan Whitney will. Sucker punch him for all we know. I think Wit would love to do that. 
Would, would love to do that. Maybe R.A. would. Who knows? Maybe just like, who knows? You know, what if business just like, you know, thought, you know, this is my wild, like, hot take here. What if this is all just an act to hype up the Chicklets Cup? Well, I think, I kind of think that that is what it is. But, but I, then I also think maybe not because, like, he didn't talk shit about Vegas when they went there. They didn't talk shit about Detroit when they went there. So I don't know what this is. I don't, like, I don't know what this is, but I do know like all the guys at like Barstool that listen to the podcast. Everyone loves coming to Buffalo. Like they yeah, think Buffalo I, is the best people here. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't know what the fuck his problem is. Then he should just because I know with- like Big Cat and then like the guys from Part of My Take love coming to Buffalo. I know yeah. it always has good things to say about the people of Buffalo as well, and so does Biz. But then Biz went on this rant. Yeah, business just fucking. I don't know. Maybe the Coyotes cut his real time or whatever. I don't know. Just Maybe like just pissed it. off that the Sabers are so better than the Yotes. Yeah. Well, I mean, the I mean, the Yotes couldn't do anything when Reno was coaching them. But also, business dumbass mentioned the other day that the Buffalo Sabers um are the have the longest playoff drought out of any hockey playoff team. But little does he know that the Sabers have won a fucking playoff series more recent than the Leafs have. A lot of Toronto Maple Leafs fans do not realize that the last time the Toronto Maple Leafs actually won a playoff series, the Sabers went. The Sabers made a conference. The Sabers made a conference final. Two and conference- they should have won, and they they made two conference finals. One they should have won. One they definitely did not have a chance to win because Ottawa was better in 07, in my opinion. And I hate to say that. No, that- they were. But we definitely injuries killed us against the Hurricanes in 06. Oh, 100 percent, 100 percent. They made two conference finals. They didn't make. They haven't made the playoffs for, and and they they last made the playoffs in twenty and twenty ten, twenty eleven, whatever. At this point, it's been over a decade since they've made the playoffs. Yeah, and Cracker still, Bay was their fucking captain at that time. Exactly, and we still have somehow managed to win the playoff series more recently than the Leafs, which was in two thousand and four. George Bush was president. We had just been. We had just started going to war in the middle. I was going to say the war on terror just started. Yeah, we had just started going to war in the Middle East. I was seven. You were probably eight. eight I remember. Yeah. yeah, I, I like I went to Philadelphia on a family vacation in two thousand and four. That's how I remember I was seven. It was on July Fourth weekend. My dad still kind. Of, my dad still kind of regrets like going on July Fourth to fuck to the, to one of the founding places of like <laughs> history in this country. But it is what is there. Again, it was two thousand and four. Who the fuck cares? Um. Uh, uh, but the thing is, though, is like the Leafs will probably have another first round exit anyways. But we can talk more about that like when we get to the playoffs, though. Um, There's only most teams only have like seven to ten games left in the season and playoffs start what be, uh, first week of May. Exactly. That, yeah, exactly. I mean, we can get more into that there. We can go round by round practice what we did last year there. I would like um, that because I could talk for hours on the NHL playoffs this year. Yeah, I know. I thought we were going to talk for hours on soccer, but instead we just kind of go – you know, we really didn't have topics here. I listed off the stuff we were going to talk about, and that turned out to be a bold-faced lie. This turned out to be just another podcast where we episode where we shoot the shits, and I'm okay with that. Um, uh, but I, I really don't have anything else to say here. Other, do you have any other final thoughts before we conclude, sir? Well, we didn't talk about the Masters at all. And just kind of – 
other than Sunday, other than was... where other than Sunday where uh, where McElroy actually like let it like made a move like what? made a late move though. So I shot I, minus eight on Sunday and only finished at a minus seven. It was like yeah. he was there, but I mean, let's be honest. Scheffler had this thing kind of tied down Friday going into Saturday. Exactly, like it was not an impressive tournament to watch. Sadly, I mean, I would say like I the only I, I enjoyed watching McElroy on Sunday. I really did. And the thing is, though, is like him holding out on eighteen, and then Morikawa holding out on eighteen. Those were two great shots, in my opinion. But the thing is, though, is like when I. You had said that, like, the tournament was practically won on Sunday. If I had to look on Sunday and saw where the tournament was won, it was three. Shuffler yeah. hold, hold out for birdie on three, and Cam Smith and Cam Smith actually bogeyed. And that was a two-stroke swing there. Well, I would and, say more or less if we're going there. I think three definitely calmed Shuffler's nerves down. But well, I, think, I think, yeah, 12. 12 when Smith put it in the water, he just never really recovered from that. Cause like what at when they when they got to 12, uh Smith was what three back of him? Yeah, it's always 12 because everybody yeah. think everybody thinks they can aim Jordan for speed on 12. Everybody thinks they can aim for the hole on 12. You don't aim for the hole on 12 on Sunday. You aim the left of the hole yeah, just that, that's a part that's a pole that you just have to put a save on the green, a walk off with par. Because let's be honest, after that, I think most of the holes in after twelve are really like birdieable. Yeah, maybe not, not maybe not thirteen, just because that's the end of Amen Corner. Like you got eleven, twelve, thirteen for the start of Amen like, that Amen Corner. But I think like anything after thirteen really is birdieable. And if Cam Smith pars twelve, I think we're looking at like. Not saying he would have came back, but I mean, then you then you go and look at Scheffler, who four putted on the final, but he still won by three strokes, and he could he four putted the last hole. Honestly, I thought he honestly like uh, we know nerves got to him, but part of me was kind of just like you know what you know, put down put another one. Put I was I was gonna eight. say he should have putted he should have six putted to finish at a minus eight. What a big dick move that would have been. Oh yeah, that would have been hilarious there. I would have died, but it is what it is there. Um, now nah, Shuffler's a worthy champion though. Um, a great uh, number one in the world for a reason. The tournament overall though was kind of disappointing. I mean, I watched it because like I enjoy watching the Masters, but still. Yeah, like we talked last week because we talked after the first round, so we got to talk about Tiger. That was the only fun thing Thursday, but then after that, like Friday, we had the creator. Yeah, Friday we had the crazy weather, which was a lot of fun. Or was it Friday or Saturday with the weather? Friday. Friday was the win. Yeah, that was fun to watch because, like, I've never seen Augusta played like that. Like, typically with Augusta, you 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 don't get much like weather factor. Like, like yes, the wind a little bit, but not as much as we saw on Friday. Yeah, exactly. And the thing is, though, is like, I'm going to be honest, like I told you, I didn't watch much of Saturday because the Yankees were playing the Reds, like playing the Red Sox, like at that same time. So I don't know much about what happened on Saturday. I do know that Shuffler had a t- had like a bad stretch on the back nine there, but that was it. But the thing is, though, is he still had a three stroke lead going into Sunday. And I'm like, you know what, we'll see what happens like to start the round. And that's kind of like how I mentioned, like about like how he finished, how he 
to get birdie. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck, this guy's winning the tournament. I don't care what happens. But my thought process was, you know, Rory's making a move. I think we'll, we'll, it'll just be a matter of, like, if he finishes second or third. And then it's just like, oh, shit. <laughs> the only thing I will have to say, though, is that fuck Nick Faldo. Because he apologized. He apologized. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, though, is, like, I heard the roars, and I'm like, all right, the, the roars are coming from somebody. What did Rory do? Because I knew, like, what did Rory or Morikawa do? Because they were both in the bunker, and I'm like, oh, they had to have hold it. And they go to Rory, and I'm like, oh, shit, he's going to fucking hold this. And I'm like, oh, he did. Like, <laughs> and the thing is, though, is, like, those roars were loud, but Scheffler did not care at all. And I'm just like, you know what? This guy's got ice in his veins. Like, he's, he's just going to go out there, like, finish his round. And it's just a matter of how much he wins by. Yeah, that was that was really it. I mean, clearly everyone, when it comes to Augusta, they want to see drama. Like, they always say the tournament doesn't start till the back nine on Sunday. And we didn't get that this year, which I don't mind because, I mean, Scotty Scheffler, I think now, I'm rooting for him to – I mean, he's won now four out of his last six tournaments he's competed in. I mean, last year when he went to the Ryder Cup, me and you didn't know much about this kid. He didn't have a win on tour. And he goes head-to-head with the number one player in the world on Sunday against John Rahm. Looks him down the throw. I think he beat him 3-2, which is just a wipe. And now he wins the first – excuse me, he wins the first major this year. It's like, well, now why – this kid like clearly golf's a game like any other sport. It's just a matter of fact of when you got hot. He got hot at the right time right before the Masters and won that. But like I'm looking at this kid like he's only 25, and I'm like he could really win the Grand Slam this year. He could win all four majors with how he's playing right now. Exactly. I mean, the kid, he's it's crazy. He's my age. He's one year older than you, and I mean this kid just watching him play golf. It's not the prettiest style of play, but he knows how to make pars and will make birdies when needed. And that's what I think is so special about him is he never is fighting against himself. He knows exactly kind of like Tiger for years, how we saw Tiger just like knowing how to make par on a tough hole. That is kind of what Scotty Shuttler is doing right now. No, without a doubt there. I mean, that's exactly like what is, what is happening there. And they made the comparisons like all throughout Sunday him and Tiger, him and Tiger, like the the wins, the the wins, the major, the first the first Masters, like um, between like when Tiger started out and how he is now and everything. Like it was Tiger, like Tiger won in his third Masters appearance. Scheffler won in his third Masters appearance. Tiger's the only one to have four wins and four wins in a year, and one of them be a major. Um, but Scheffler is now in that class now. Blah, blah, blah. So the thing is, though, is like this is just like this is this is the start of what could be a very promising career for this golfer um, and what could already be continuing on to be an exceptional. Because the thing is, though, is like there's no signs of him slowing down, in my honest opinion. And we are going to a course that and looking ahead to the PGA Championship. We are looking going to a course that he has said that he enjoys very much. He said it was his favorite course. Yeah, Southern Hills. Like, yeah, he said in an interview. I think it was last year. He said his favorite course is Southern Hills. Yeah, he's going. Yeah, and if they're going to Southern Hills, his favorite course. And 
shit, you know, he he may he'll probably be there in contention on the weekend. Yeah, um, I I really do hope so, and I mean, yeah, he's a kid. He grew up in Texas. Oklahoma was just a hop away for him, and it's his favorite course. Why can't he win it? But speaking of the PGA Championships, uh, kind of just turning the page here a little bit. Did you see where it's at next year? I know where it's at next year. It's yeah. at Oak Hill. Yes, it's right in Rochester, baby. <laughs> did you sign up for the um, uh, registry for tickets? I did. Did you? I did. I did. I told my dad that I did. He's like, "Are you fucking?" <laughs> my dad. My dad told me about it being in. Ro- I'm like, "Dad, I know it's in Rochester. Like, um, I, I've known that for months." And he's like, "Oh, okay. I didn't know you knew." And he asked about the registry, and I said, "I'll think about it." I told him that I did that. And he's like, "You did not." I'm like, "I just want to see like what's like for shits and giggles. I want to see what the pricing is. I don't know like what the pricing is and everything. But if they got like good packages for, I, I, I said like if they've got good deals for like pa- like two days, like." For the weekend or whatever, like I'll do it. I live five minutes away. I literally could. I honestly probably like walk. I could walk to Oak Hill. Like it would be like about a twenty minute walk to Oak Hill, but I would not care. Yeah, I'm hoping that um, well, because I I don't know if they're gonna do it how they kind of do it with the Masters and like because like clearly we both signed up for like the red sheet, but it's like what if they only give you a ticket for like a practice round? Like I would still go, um, just to see it. Um, but. I think what, practice we, rounds are. I think practice rounds are free and open to the public. Okay. So, because when Cause, we can buy them, June. I know my group was like I think June sixteenth. It's all June sixteenth. Yeah. Oh, it is. Okay. June sixteenth. I, I think I'm like Group E or something like that. Yeah, I gotta take a look and see like what group I am too, because it's all June sixteenth. But like it's time, like the timed groups or whatever. I do need to take a look and see like when my group is again. But I did sign up just to see like what I. I'm not saying that I want, like, I would be, it would be cool to go and check it out and, and watch it in person. Because the thing is, though, is like, what I like about golf is that, like, you don't have to sit in a state, like, be in a stand area all day. You can walk the course and follow a play and follow a group or two. Yeah, exactly. I, I just want to see, like, the best players in the world, to be honest. I mean, just see how they hate they hit shots. Cause, I mean, when I go out, it looks nothing like they do. But yeah. I'm just hoping, like, it is, like, somewhat relatively cheap, like you said. Yeah. I'm it can't be that much. No, if it's, like, $100 for, like, two days, like, fuck it, I'm there. And also, I got, I got family in Rochester. I kind of live right by Oak Hill anyway, so I could just stay up there if I wanted to. I didn't even know that. You never told me that there, but okay. Well, they're, like, they're, like, third cousins. and like Distant dad, cousins? Dad, yeah, they're, like, so it's, like, my dad's cousin and, like, his aunt and uncle live up there. Oh. And then, like, uh, his his cousin's kid so i think that makes up like my third cousins ah okay so like distant cousins from like for for uh, distant cousins from the fam gotcha there well i told yeah. you i have family lives in victor but some of them oh okay so like not cool victor's victor's about victor's about 15 minutes away from oak hill because i live like two minutes I would say I, I say like five minutes away just because like there's a light like over by the f- one firehouse here, but like it's like a two minute drive from to get to Oak Hill. Oh, so I'll just I'll just stay in your house then if we get the tickets. <laughs> That's if I'm still living in this place. Twenty three. I renewed my lease for another year because the one the couple places I reached out to never got back to me. The assholes, but um. Uh, Actually, no, my actually, you know, that's a good point. Um, uh, in May of 2023, at least we'll be up again. Oh, shit. Um, uh, think about that there, but I won't, I, I'm not against that. I would not be against that. 
you are more than welcome to in 2023 if, if I do go. Um, uh, but other than that, do you have any other final thoughts, questions, or concerns? Or if you just want to tell me that I'm a fucking terrible podcast host. Um, no, I, I have nothing else. You're a great podcast host. Oh, thank you, um, buddy. I appreciate it. Course. Sorry, I'm, I'm not, not going to bail you out. If, sorry, I'm not going to bail you out if you decide to sucker punch biz. No, though. that's fine. You got to live with your decisions sometimes, and I understand. The GoFundMe will be rolling, though. I will get. I, I'm sure Plaska will contribute to the GoFundMe. I just expect Plaska to just come break me out of prison. <laughs> I can see it too. I can see it. Plaska, we hope you're doing well. We love you. Um, uh, but no, I. You know, like, hey, I said. I turned out to be a blatant liar. I said this was going to be all soccer. We actually found a way to incorporate hockey and golf into this because we just, you know, saw where our brains took us. And that's just how it goes sometimes with our podcast because there's really nothing else going on that we care to talk about. But next week, we will talk about the NFL because that is two weeks away. We will talk about the playoff uh, scenarios for the NHL. Jake's not going to like me, but... It's playoff basketball time. Sorry, Jakey. We do have to talk a little bit about it. You can bullshit your way through it, though. I I can. I mean, I follow. I, I I follow it a little bit. I watched the playing game. One of the playing games last night. I watched Atlanta Charlotte. If that yeah, helps. Yeah. Well, Atlanta won. It's better than nothing. This this is true. Hey, we'll we'll talk a little bit. I've watched play. I've watched one more basketball game than you have this year. Let's see here. When was the last time I watched a basketball game? Let's see. Professional basketball? Probably. Um, pro- I, I probably I don't remember the last time I watched a, prof- a whole NBA game, honestly. I, I honestly can't. But I know this. I'll be watching. I actually will be watching the playoffs because playoff basketball actually adds a new, in- a different intensity than the regular season. But that's what we got on tap for. Until then, enjoy the rest of the week, everybody. Keep on keeping on. Thank you.